1: Welcome in everyone to the Talking Tide podcast. I am Chase Goodred of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television, I'm Travis Ryer, the senior analyst at BamaOnline.com, the radio host of Southern Fried Sports. With you talking Alabama SEC Championship basketball, a lot to get into in this edition. Of the NCAA tournament on the back end of the show. Always want to thank our fine sponsors, Heat Southern Ale House and River Dental Associates on them as we go along. You can get the Talking Tide podcast uh, of course at podbean.com. Several apps, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitch, and Talkin' Tide. And we're recapping uh, in the rough immediate aftermath, Travis, of the uh, tournament championship win over LSU, 80-79 to 79 the final score in a tight LSU, in my opinion, settling for a step-back down the down one uh, that uh, does not fall a uh, battle for the rebound uh, doesn't produce a, uh, a stick back. And uh, that's the way it ended in a, a extremely exciting game. A team that Alabama had handled with the ease twice before different story and tournament time. So,
0: yeah. Even if you're an LSU fan, you feel pretty good about what happened the last couple of days because You were clearly playing the two best teams in the league back-to-back, and you stifled an Arkansas team on Saturday that was playing really the best basketball of any team in the league, and then you absolutely gave Alabama everything it wanted in the championship game on Sunday. But it seemed appropriate, Chase, in-game situation. You got two of the top three or four players in the league, Trendon Watford, the Mountain Brook product for LSU with the basketball, Right out there near center court. It was a little sloppy how it came about. You had the inbound pass that sort of airmailed everything. Wadford had to go back to midcourt to corral it. But here you go. You got the best defender in college basketball in Herb Jones, and you got a guy in Trendon Wadford that Alabama had no answer for oh, sure. for 39 minutes and 53 seconds on Sunday afternoon. And I'm kind of with you from that perspective. Wadford had been so, so tough to deal with, impossible to deal with, uh, getting to the basket and sort of backing his way down to the basket. But again, this is Herb Jones. This wasn't James Rojas. This wasn't Alex Reese. And again, all, all credit to those guys for the efforts they they had against Wadford. Wadford was just that good, but it uh, just seemed appropriate that it was Herb that sort of you know, caused a, a, a missed shot there late. and You still had to survive a putback. And, you know, these two days, these last two days, Chase, they felt like sweet 16 and Elite Eight games. You know, like the kind of games you're going to have to win down the road in the NCAA tournament. Alabama was able to get it done. And that's, that's the additional bonus to all this, in addition to the first tournament title since 91 the experience you got against two really good teams these last two days to be able to cut down the nets in Nashville.
1: Wanted to ask you your thoughts too Travis on uh, the intrigue this game delivered wire to wire now. Uh, lead changes is a official official stat in the box score that rarely gets talked about. It was one of the first numbers I wanted to look at after watching the game. It felt like 20 to me. I was high and I'll defer to you, Travis. You want to? Unless, I'm assuming you did not look at the box. You, did you see what that number was? Wait, you
0: were you were high watching the I, game? Is that what you said? Yeah, oh, watching no, no. watching the, were,
1: the game, I thought, oh god,
0: <laughs> you were you were high on your on, on your my, estimate for lead changes, estimate. and I know what you're talking about. Yes. I don't think stat broadcasts they didn't keep it, did they? For the yeah. game, I'm looking at the stat broadcast box anyway, and it's I
1: found it. Um, you did okay
0: well okay. on the main on the on the split box it shows zero so okay. how many times i would i would guess 15
1: plus it was 16 but it felt yeah. like tw- it felt like 20 to me yeah i mean it talk about back and forth
0: no uh, it, it was that it was that kind of game it was it was 16 elite eight type intensity and also just a high level of play and You know, you knew Alabama's bench was going to have its way. It, It has for most of the year. And Alabama's bench outscored LSU's 28 to nothing. But it didn't really matter because Watford, Javante Smart, and Cam Thomas were phenomenal. LSU's big three, they were exactly that. 69 of LSU's 79 points, Chase, came from those three Guys, and they had to be that good. They had to be that good to have a chance to win this game, and uh, there they were with the basketball and a chance to win it at the very end.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, it's uh, it's an exciting squad since we last podcasted. Travis, Josh, Primo uh, injured for Alabama. Some quick thoughts from you on on that loss, and and is is Keon Ellis kind of the 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 pick up the Primo slack guy uh, on this roster, or do you think that's going to be more of a division of duty.
0: Yeah, he was the guy in the lineup, you know, kind of the last couple of days that seemed to benefit from Primo's absence. And he was really good against LSU, Fourteen points, six of eight from the field. Um, he can lock people up on the perimeter as a defender. He had five rebounds. So, you know, you can get that kind of effort from Keon Ellis on a pretty consistent basis, hit a pretty big three there in the second half as well. Uh, You just like his doggedness, you know, I'm partial to the JUCOs. We all know that, you know, I, I know what these guys and gals sort of go through in taking that path, you know, you ride on these vans, you, you travel down, you know, two lane roads to places no one else ever goes to, to play junior college basketball. And so, you know, he's got the JUCO in him and he's a perfect fit for what, Uh, Nate Oates wants I mean he wants to play at the tempo that Nate Oates likes to play at but then also you know the ability to guard people man for man and obviously a really high basketball IQ so yeah I think they're fine with Keon Ellis obviously you'd love to get Primo back and just the news that you know Primo's injury wasn't ACL related was a real positive
1: no doubt about it Herb Jones uh, a monster line once again 13 and 11 double double six assists four blocks and an emphatic dunk at the near the end of the game that that put a kind of a bow on things i think for the crimson tide travis this guy um, if anybody questioned him getting player of the year with a relatively low scoring average for that honor this is exactly the kind of game that 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 speaks for him
0: no doubt and again in game situations that that's who you want out there and you know the the stat line isn't always going to be pretty when we talk field goal percentage and uh but as you said everything he brings to the table and then defensively you know being able to guard so many spots is interesting. Alabama shot just 5 free throws in the game. So you you just go throughout the the box and it was so even. You know, I mean you had Alabama made 12 threes, which is typically a really good thing for Alabama when that happens, but LSU had 10 threes. Um, You had a discrepancy in free throw shooting of Alabama being minus nine from the line. Both teams had sub 10 turnovers. Um, So while the shooting wasn't always great, uh, don't mistake that for kind of sloppy play because both teams did a pretty good job uh, taking care of the basketball. And You got to give a lot of credit once again to Javon Quinterly. Uh, Yes, he comes off the bench, but he plays 28 minutes. He's the the MVP and, uh, you know, 14 big points and uh, such an ability to, to make it happen on his own. You know, whether that's going to the bucket, whether that's in transition, um, you know, creating his own shot from three. You know, he made three more threes uh, in this game on Sunday. So uh, love to see Quinterly playing at that level at this time of year. Like to see Petty a little more consistent, wasn't, wasn't John Petty's best day on Sunday, but again, uh, you've got enough guys, Shackelford goes for 21, Quinterly goes for 14, Ellis with 14, so, you know, you're talking about nearly 50 points from three guards right there.
1: I, you you mentioned consistency with Petty, the word I was going to use was was assertive, I sometimes it feels like he doesn't, um, he doesn't want to let it rip early. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with with the shot and and I I'd like to see him do a little more to get his own shot off. Uh, we we haven't seen him um, you know it, it, he's he'll catch and shoot at any at at any moment. We haven't seen him shoot shoot a lot of threes off the dribble uh, of late. So that's just something I've noticed. You mentioned Herb Jones' yeah. shooting percentage and and his three-pointing. Uh, this is I, I scratched my head a little bit, Travis, because I his. Herb Jones three point percentage is 392. That's better than anybody Alabama has got except for quinterly and, and field goal, three point field goal percentage. That's like having two aces in your poker hand. I mean, that's the old, that's, that's really the ultimate measure. Uh, and, and he's, he's near four, you know, near 40%. But when you watch him shoot a three point, Travis the motion is so long and slow and it's almost hesitant. It's the opposite of petty and and Shackelford. Um, and it just, I don't know, it, I, it, I, it's like it doesn't feel good off his hand to him or anybody else.
0: Well, I think if Herb Jones is going to take three threes in 34 minutes, Petty's got to take more than three in 31 minutes, you know, because yeah. Petty is absolutely who you want shooting the basketball. And you saw it there in the second half. His confidence was lacking. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They had a three on two, or maybe even a four on two, and they kick it to the wing, to Petty for a wide open three and he turns it down. He makes the extra pass and, Mm -hmm. and sort of, I think of the media timeout that followed Nate Oates met him on the floor and kind of let him know, look, man, you know, that's, that's, that's what our game is all about. Transition and and you getting wide open looks. And so he's got to keep shooting it. I agree. He's got to be more assertive than he is at times. Um, You know, again, the three is such a big part of what they do. And, you know, Also, Reese hit a couple big threes in the game, and whenever they can get multiple threes out of guys like Br- Bruner and or Reese, that's when their level of danger to opponents goes to an even higher level, and right now for Jordan Bruner, you hate it because you watch him and you can tell he's still not there you know, after the knee situations and, and things like that, because early in the second half, you know, LSU was able to get him in some situations out on the floor defensively where he just struggled to guard the basketball man to man. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they sort of proceed with that moving forward. You want Brunner out there as much as he can give you, um, but you're still going to need to get some things out of Reese and, you know, Jawan Gary was 17 great minutes on Sunday. He scores eight points, but uh, eight rebounds to go along with that in 17 minutes. Chase and yeah, uh, just a guy that that's a physical type force. You you have to deal with him when he's in the game. And you know, defensively, you know, he's becoming a bit of a, a, a yeah semi threat at the rim. I mean, he can block some shots too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, he, he's been a big part of, of what they've done on the rebounding end. As we said in the last podcast, they, they led the league in rebounds per game. Uh, we're going to move on, talk about Alabama's NCAA tournament window. Uh, first, though, we're going to thank a couple of sponsors on the Talking Tide podcast. We're going to start by telling you about North River Dental Associates. Uh, two things about Dr. Jack Smalley. Uh, he He played for one Paul W. Bryant, and he could take care of your teeth. Uh, Former uh, Tide player Jack Smalley, his professional staff do all kind of dental work with a great staff of dental hygienists that do super work. Porcelain veneers, cosmetic dentistry, pediatric dentistry, laser dentistry, the teeth whitening services, they do it all. Appointments at NorthRiverDentist.com, or you can give them a call at 752-3506. Easy to find right off of Watermelon Road, Routine cleanings under an hour, typically that's door to door. You're out of there quickly uh, and get in there twice a year. Like you're supposed to it's North river dental associates. A
0: couple of our favorite places. And I've been by both here in the last few days, heat pizza bar, downtown Tuscaloosa at government Plaza recording this on a Sunday evening. So all day on Sunday, you had uh, happy hour prices at Heat Pizza Bar, so I can't think of a much better place to have watched Alabama win the SEC basketball tournament championship game than at Heat Pizza Bar on Sunday with those happy hour prices. That also includes half-price apps, half-price starters on Sunday for you there at Heat Pizza Bar. Now, I was there on Saturday, and even though it wasn't a Thai chicken Tuesday, I still got the Thai chicken pizza like I always do. And like is always the case, it was absolutely fantastic. You know, the chocolate lady was with me. She got the perfect margarita. That's what it's called. That, that's stepping out there. When you call your margarita the perfect margarita, that's saying something. And by her account, it was absolutely perfect. So a lot of great options for you there at Heat Pizza Bar, downtown Tuscaloosa, at Government Plaza, food, drink. Uh, Great place to watch games, and they're going to take great care of you there at Heat Pizza Bar, downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. Also, Southern Ale House out in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. We were there last week for lunch as well. The oldest is in town from Montana. First place he wanted to go for lunch, Heat Pizza Bar. Uh, Excuse me, Southern Ale House, and it was great as well. Southern Ale House. 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section up Tuscaloosa. Now you can get a lot of the different salads that they have there. You can also get that Yardbird chicken sandwich, which is a personal favorite of mine as well. Not going to go wrong with any of the burgers. Any of the plate dinners are going to knock your socks off, whether it's the meatloaf, the center cut pork chop, bone in, of course, center cut pork chop. It's going to come with that chutney. They'll put that special, uh, Chutney on top there. Great housemade sides as well. Really undervalued aspect of Southern Alehouse, the homemade sides there. Southern Alehouse,
1: 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. Talking Tide Podcast at podbean.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. Check us out on Twitter at Talking underscore Tide. We will link all of our podcasts right away to that Twitter feed. Uh, as we drop them. And uh, we've been dropping them lately on basketball, Travis. This is uh, maybe the best Alabama basketball team that, that the program's had. I know uh, Cecil Hurt was asked about that by uh, our old friend Gentry S. just this week. I saw that on Twitter, and he brought up the 87 squad. But uh, I guess it remains to be seen. We're going to have to see what happens in the postseason before, uh, uh, before any of that talk uh, resumes. Uh, but Alabama taking on Iona uh in the first round. It's a two fifteen game. Uh Alabama a second seeds. Iona finishes the year twelve and five. Uh Travis Rick Patino, obviously coaching Iona. What are some of the hallmarks of any Patino team that you would expect to see from, from Iona against Alabama?
0: Well, and here's the irony in all that with the comments about the 87 team in relation to this team. And you know, in 87, it was the Sweet 16 in Louisville where Providence dispatched Alabama in the round of 16, and you know who coached that Providence team in 1987, right? Ends with an O. Rick Patino. So, how about that for coming full circles? Uh, that's what you're going to have in the opening round there, or in the, the, the second round, I guess. You got the first four and all that now, but... Yeah, so uh, that seems about right. That's uh, symmetrical, I guess you could say. But, you know, I mean, Patino teams throughout the years, as much as anything, especially at Kentucky, um, fun basketball teams to watch, you know, kind of Nate Oates-like. Uh, they're going to get after you, preferably with man-to-man defense. We'll see if they still take that same approach, uh, considering this is you know, obviously a mid-major in relation to a power five here. Rick is a great coach, but he's not going to have the people, uh, that he's used to having when going against the likes of, you know, Alabama or power five competition. So, uh, but the guy can flat out coach, you know, whatever kind of jokes you want to make and, you know, all the issues, uh, here recently with Louisville and the NCAA, um, you know, you, you, just can't, you can't kill the guy off in his profession, um, But Iona, too, traditionally a pretty good program at the mid-major level. So, you know, whereas you give Patino a lot of credit, um, you know, this isn't the miracles of Kentucky, you know, back when he took that deal over and they were coming off probation and they went to the eight and lost to Duke uh, on that last second shot by Christian Leitner. But it's a great storyline, you know, because you kind of got Nate Oates is the next guy coming up which is what rick Petino was gosh has that been what's that been 30, 30 four years ago i yeah, guess a no? long time that's crazy
1: yeah yeah, yeah rick patino's uh um he's he's definitely gotten old there's no doubt about it i i, I saw him at an event a few years ago and and, and thought he was guys I, I say a few it's probably been 10 years ago uh, and I, he looked like he'd run a few miles but uh Alabama, <laughs> he,
0: Alabama. The, the miles on those tires chase that that's not a lease turn in okay yeah. Ricks Rick's not a he's not a lease that got turned back in you know or a company car those are hard
1: miles on Rick Pitino. yeah
0: he, he's he kind of he's in, inflicted some of those miles on himself i think
1: uh, maybe just a couple of – before we get out of here, Travis, just a couple of flashcards on, on the tournament, maybe a game or two that in, intrigues you in the first round. Uh, what about Michigan-UCLA playing with a play-in game? Uh, would, would, would John wouldn't have any of that. What in the world? That, that...
0: <laughs> yeah, you got uh, Izzo right there out the gate with Michigan State and Sparty and um, UCLA. Uh, so that's that's a little star power, a little brand – brand recognition the nc2a gonna give you there uh in those first four games so you know right out the gates uh should be a lot of fun and you know kind of a different format this year right with with how things set up because uh first round games gonna be friday and saturday this year Um, second round games on sunday and monday first four on thursday i think some of those games are actually kind of early in the day on on thursday as well so it's going to kind of have an old school feel to it in some ways based on the venues and uh, the times that the games are played. So I kind of dig that, but uh, you know, the early round matchups, I, I think, you know, you look at some of the SEC involvement and uh, you got Florida in as a seven seed taking on Virginia tech out of the ACC uh, early. So that should be a lot of fun to watch, see if the Gators can, you know, get it going with that guard play, and and maybe go a round or two, maybe see Ohio State there uh, in the second round. But I thought, you know, from the conference perspective, league did pretty good for itself. What six teams in from the SEC, and you know, you look at Alabama's region, and you got LSU up top up there with Saint Bonaventure, and then you know, LSU could see Michigan in that second round in that in that East region. That at Alabama is also a part of. That could be really, really interesting if this LSU team and that Big Three are going to play uh, close to what they did against Alabama on Sunday.
1: What about this this Big Ten presence at the very top, Travis? The and among mm-hmm. the ones and two seeds. Uh, yeah, th- it's it's a it's it's an ACC it's an old school ACC like command of those early seeds, isn't it?
0: It is, you know, and they play great basketball, and it's been a great year for the Big Ten. But when you start thinking about matchups and draw in relation to that, I don't, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to be proven dead wrong on this. But from Alabama's vantage point, I don't see Big Ten teams as a bad matchup for this Alabama team. I like those matchups for Alabama against Michigan, Ohio State, those kind of teams. For me, the regions you wanted to stay out of if you were Alabama were Gonzaga and Baylor, um, maybe Illinois too. I I think Alabama did pretty well with its draw. Um, you know, I know some folks would say, well, they were deserving of a, a one seed. And I even had, uh, even had the oldest ask me at dinner tonight, dad, if, uh, if you change Alabama's name to Kentucky, are they a one seed?
1: Yes. You
0: know? <laughs> I I didn't really have yeah. an answer for him, Chase. He, you know, right. that kid's lived with me too long. You know, <laughs> you think he's lived with me a little too long. Yeah, I mean, think about yeah. it, good Brad. I mean, yeah. you're 16 and two in the damn league. Win the win the conference tournament, and you're I know. a two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a fair question. I think. It, you know, it is. I, I, I think brand matters. That's all. That was my answer. I think brand matters, son. <laughs> Pass the potatoes. No. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but here's the deal:
1: if Alabama's kitchen a one, kitchen <laughs> table lesson
0: <laughs> etiquette. Um, if Alabama's a one, Michigan's the two. I would think probably in that same region. So uh, that that's kind of the way I think it probably would have worked out either way.
1: It's gonna be fun. We will follow along on the Talking Tide podcast. We're gonna get out of here right now, but be sure to join us next time when we take our next look at Alabama in the NCAA tournament. For Travis Ryder, AlabamaOnline.com and Southern Fried Sports. I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com. And Crimson Cover, we will talk to you next time right here on Talking Tide.